Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dakota Fundraising News Podcast. Today is February 14th. It is Valentine's Day. Speaking of Valentine's Day, uh, earlier this weekend, we had Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey win the Super Bowl. Conch, we both picked them, but a little bit of a bummer. Yeah, I mean, we were just talking a little bit before this, you know, was never a huge fan of Taylor Swift before, but I think she just kind of totally took over the Super Bowl product. A little bit of a hard watch for me, but, you know, it is what it is. So. Yeah, it was, I wish that both teams could have lost somehow, but, you know, we'll get back to the regularly scheduled programming. I did like Folklore, for what it's worth. But back to the fundraising news. So to kick things off today, we're going to go through some job changes. As always, we'll touch on some RIA merger and acquisition activity. We'll get to our institutional coverage, which will include some searches, investments, and then we do have a new fund launch before wrapping it up with a quick Dakota update. So I'll kick us off with job and role changes. Um, so first we had you know 12 job and role changes in the last three days. That's across really all channels, both institutional and private wealth. Just going to call out three key ones across channels. So the first, New York Common has named Sylvester McLearn as their head of emerging managers. Sylvester was actually their interim director of their emerging manager program since February of 2023, but has since recently been named the official head of emerging managers. On the family office side, we had Philip Needoff leave the Goodrich family office and join Glenmead Trust. Glenmead, right here in our backyard in Philly, um, has been a fan of the program and a fan of the firm. So Congrats to them for, for no doubt picking up another great piece of talent. And then finally, for endowments and foundations, we did a Brandon Gillian leave the University of Miami, where he was their CFO. He did have pretty heavy involvement with investment research and planning. Uh, he's joined Wake Forest as Senior Vice President of Finance and Administration. Actually, is a Wake Forest alum himself and has previously worked on the finance department, so good to see him back on the finance side there. Pass it over to you, Koch, for some RAA activity. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Just to start us off here, New Edge Wealth, they're going to be adding Roland Pritchett and Andrew Noble coming over from JP Morgan. Uh, they're going to be starting a new office down in Atlanta. Pritchett's going to be the managing director of the new Atlanta office. He's previously been with UBS, Morgan Stanley, and JP Morgan, as I just mentioned. Next up, UBS, they recruited a nine-person advisory team from Merrill Lynch, known as Foley, DeLuis, and Associates. They're based out of Paramus, New Jersey overseeing around $2 billion in assets. So they're going to be part of UBS's Manhattan market moving forward here, led by Matthew Foley, Lawrence DeLuise, and Christopher Butler. Lastly here, I'll mention Morgan Stanley, a 10-person advisory team from Morgan Stanley known as Variant Path Group. They're going to be joining Rockefeller. They're based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, with around $1.3 billion in assets. Most experience on their team is James Freeman. He has about 40 years in the industry, all with Morgan Stanley and Citigroup. Awesome. Great updates. Exciting to see a new office popping up in Atlanta. Just continue to have a, a burgeoning finance scene down there. Kicking off the searches, first we have Arkansas TRS increasing their fixed income target allocation by 5%. It will now be a 20% target allocation. As a result, they have reduced their public equity target from 53 to 48% of their portfolio. They've also approved an investment of up to $800 million in the Baird Advisors core bond strategy. So, you know, expecting more to come on the fixed income side from Arkansas. And then we did have Hartford Municipal Employees Retirement issue a RFP for a new alternatives investment consultant. They currently use NEPC. The deadline is March 15th. Today, their target allocations to alts are right around 37% across private equity, credit, real estate, real assets, and hedge funds. Speaking of alts, I'm now going to pass it over to Conch to go through some recent investments that we've seen. 
So Florida State Board just disclosed all their Q4 2023 investments, which you can find in Dakota Marketplace. I thought three of them were interesting to note here. Three investments to insurance-related strategies. So they committed $75 million to the Renaissance Reinsurance Partners, an additional $123 million to the Aeolus Property Cat Keystone Fund, and then a $200 million investment to the Pillar Juniperus Opportunity Fund. So interesting investments there. Other one I wanted to mention here was from a smaller retirement fund, Laredo Firefighters. They just disclosed a $2 million investment to Kohlberg Investors X. So seen a lot of activity from Kohlberg last year. So just another investor in their fund. Laredo is using Fund Evaluation Group for... Jumping into some fund launches before we wrap it up for the day, we had Keystone Capital launch Keystone Capital Fund 3. This is according to a Form D filing from February 9th. 2024. Pretty recent stuff. They closed their fund two in 2021 with $420 million in commitments. Keystone is Chicago-based private equity firm. They're led by Kent Dalton and Eric Gernant. Their portfolio companies in the past have included commercial HVAC providers, carpet manufacturers, and you know even a baking company. They typically target firms with an EBITDA of $3 million to $15 million in the engineering and technology and professional services section. Awesome, pal. Love it. We'll continue to share new fund launches as we see them here on this podcast and on Dakota Marketplace. Uh, That'll wrap it up for most of our updates for today, but I know, Pat, you had a few Marketplace updates you wanted to share. Yeah, just a couple of quick product updates for our subscribers who are listening. So earlier this week, we did go live with the phase two of our following. So now if you're a Marketplace subscriber following accounts and contacts, there are a wealth of new notifications that you'll receive on accounts, contacts, even investment firm specific notifications. So you can follow your peers or competitors and find out the activity that's happening with them. We mentioned a consultant search earlier on this call with the Hartford Municipal Employees Retirement. We have added consultant searches as a new search type to Marketplace. So you can now jump in and see all of those in the searches tab. As always, you know, feel free to reach out to anyone at Dakota if you have any questions, your CSM, or if you, you know, are not a current subscriber, feel free to reach out to sales at dakota.com. That'll be all for us for today. Again, Valentine's Day. We thank you all for listening in. Hope everyone has a great day. Signing off from the third floor in our Philadelphia office. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Dakota Marketplace. Are you tired of constantly jumping between multiple databases and channels to find the right investment opportunities? Introducing Dakota Marketplace, the comprehensive institutional and intermediate database built by fundraisers for fundraisers. With Dakota Marketplace, you'll have access to all channels and asset classes in one place, saving you time and streamlining your fundraising process. Say goodbye to the frustration of searching through multiple databases, websites, form ADVs, and say hello to a seamless and efficient fundraising experience. Sign up now and see the difference Dakota Marketplace can make for you. Visit dakota.com forward slash Dakota hyphen marketplace today.